Hey, welcome to Rock Your Midlife. I am thrilled that you are here because you are part of a community of supported women. That's right. You're part of a community of women who are rocking their midlife. And today we're going to be talking all about community, how to have more community, how to find community online, face-to-face, the importance of friendships. Because I find this is the case for you, but like at midlife, it can be a little tough to remake those connections. It's like when you're doing the caterpillar the butterfly thing and you're in that like liminal cocoon space and you're changing so much, it can really be hard to find other women, other community that is um, that really supports you, gets you, that's in alignment with who you are and who you're becoming. I know this was the case for me. You know, humans really need humans. And I think during the pandemic, we realized that, right? You know, you were alone. I was alone. We were all kind of alone trying to connect with other people and realizing how important this human connection is. Having a supportive community is instrumental, too, in making positive changes in your life. This is why I started my Rock Your Midlife community, because I felt like, gosh, we all can learn so much from each other. When you see one woman who's going through this, you're like, oh my God, I'm going through this as well. I was in a, um, a community that I'm part of this morning and it was like, we were all going through the same things. We're all on the same journey. And so it's so important to have a community to support the changes that you are going through. Um, and also, you know, it's so important to reinvent yourself as you break out of old patterns. It's really important to have that community for people who really see you, Recording get you, and just realize I was so excited today that I forgot to hit record. Um, but it's so important to have those people who do things for me. My community, you know, really um, helps me with my strengths and also leans in with those things that I'm not as good at. They understand your patterns. So community is really, really important, um, but it's really, again, hard to find it at midlife. And we're here to help you. Um, my guest today is Giselle Boumet, and she's community and product manager at Teacup, which is an amazing platform for people at midlife so that they can get the support they need. And she's going to share with you how a supportive community can provide you with accountability and motivation, as well as valuable feedback and advice. And you'll learn that being around others who are also working towards personal growth can help normalize the experience and make it feel less daunting. Additionally, having a community of people who share similar values and goals can create a sense of belonging, a sense of connection, which can be especially important during times of transition, which is, again, what we're all at at midlife. And also, the research really shows that it's good for your health. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your physical health. I think they're saying loneliness is like smoking. It is like one of the worst things that um, you can do for yourself. And the good news is that there are communities out there for you, and we're going to share with you how to find them. So, um, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my search for community. It's been interesting for me over the last five years. And, you know, when I got divorced five, six years ago, I like my community disappeared. I left a 25 year marriage. I left all of our mutual friends. I'm kind of like scratching my head, but I don't, I don't think there's anybody that I'm still in touch with from the community that I was involved with. And in some ways, that's like a good natural thing um, because I'm just not who I used to be. And so I think the first thing, if you're thinking about community is 
It's super important to be authentic. That's the first step in my signature system. You've got to know yourself because what happens is if you go into community and you're putting on this mask and you're not being yourself, you're going to kind of be like, why do I feel wonky? Why am I not having fun? Why am I not having these heartfelt connections I'm longing for? Why am I not making friends? It's super important to know and be yourself, which is super scary, right? I think we're all taught to like stay small, put on masks, show up a certain way. But if you want to have those true community connections, it's so important to be yourself. So the first thing is know yourself, be yourself, do those things that you love. So if you love hiking, look feel less. If you love knitting, join a knitting circle. If you love cooking, you know, go take some cooking classes or work in a soup kitchen. Follow what your heart is telling you that you love to do. And you'll find other people that love it. You'll make a difference in the world. Like I have right now, I'm part of... um a, com- a yoga community, which I love, my Sangha, which is uh, we've got three studios and we meet online and we just had a clothing swap last weekend, which was super fun. We do community service. I've got my community here on North Hero where I live, which is awesome because there's like six people who live on this island. And so there is this kind of like built-in community where I see people in the library and the post office and we have town meeting day, which is really interesting. And I see people at the dump and the farmer's market. So I think sometimes you also find community at point of place. And I just also bought a house, if you've been following me, in Costa Rica. And there's this great community of um, a lot of expats, like people who and we're all kind of like, how do we figure out the banking system? And where do you buy your car? And like, how do you navigate a lot of the ins and outs when you are a foreigner living in a new country? So it's this all of a sudden, this kind of like instant, beautiful community. And then I'm finding a lot of communities online. Believe it or not, Instagram, those of you who are watching me, watching now live on Instagram, I have met amazing people on Instagram, those little hashtags you can put in who you are, what you're interested in. And, you know, although it is um, it's media, right, and we all, I think, want to do a little less time on our phone, more time out in nature. I have found the Instagram and Facebook as well, and a little bit of LinkedIn is a great way to find community. All of these platforms have built-in communities. Most of them are absolutely free. So I think online can be really, really great. So authenticity is key, doing what you love, experimenting, playing a little bit online. Um, and I think loving yourself, that's my step two. I think that's so important because when you love yourself, you're going to step outside your comfort zone. Let's face it, going into a new community for the first time, whether it's virtual or face-to-face, can be kind of scary. And so when you practice self-compassion, you start to notice, oh my gosh, I'm stepping into this new place and my heart's beating a mile a minute. Are they going to like me? I kind of feel like, you know, I'm that six-year-old going to kindergarten for the first time. Um, those feelings don't go away. But when you love yourself, you can support yourself through connecting with new people. And when you love yourself, you're going to do those things that are truly going to help you to create an amazing, amazing midlife. So just my little talk of just encouraging you to 
fine community. You might want to grab a pen and paper to take some notes. And I'm here also to invite you to my Rock Your Midlife community. If you go to my website, which is themidlifewhisperer.com, that's themidlifewhisperer.com. You can just click on community. It's very, very reasonable to join. And we have this great growing community of midlife women. We meet a couple times a month for community meetings and I give group coaching. Um, we also have opportunities to connect with each other. We're going to be starting to, to form buddy groups because nobody has to go it alone. I think we have this uh, kind of thought in, in our culture a lot that I got to like knuckle through it. I got to do this alone. And you absolutely don't. Um, and it is just so powerful to get support uh, also to help other people and to see that, you know what, you, what you're going through, it's not just you. There are millions of women who are going through menopause, who are going through empty nests, who are dealing with elderly parents who are dealing with trying to find their passion, their purpose, changing their careers, leveling up their health, finding a new mate, going through divorce, all of these things. There are incredible communities out there who can support you. So just inspiring you to go and find your tribe and join my tribe more and more. You can join my tribe on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. I am here to support you. And I'm excited. I'm so excited about my next guest because I feel like she's a soul sister, even though we've only met online. She is Giselle Boumet, and she is the community and product manager at Teacup Inc., which is the first women and minority-owned social audio app designed for those in Midlife and beyond to have the community and resources they need to reinvent their lives and pivot as often as needed, especially during major life transitions like divorce, grief, becoming empty nesters and career shifts. And when not creating a teacup, Giselle lives a full life, traveling, raising four kids and enjoying life in her late 40s. Plus, I love this. She's a surfer. We've been connecting over surfing and that's kind of on my list. So we're going to get into surfing a little bit too, because it's like always so fun to have crazy things on your bucket list. Giselle, welcome to Rock Your Midlife. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Dr. Ellen, for having me on. Yeah, it is a total joy. And I was on Teacup a little bit, getting to know the platform. So let's start there because people are listening going, where do I start? You've created or co-created this beautiful platform. Uh, tell us about Teacup and why you started it. Okay, so Teacup is relatively new. And where it came about is uh, Serena is the founder of Teacup. And she realized that with her, and she's a millennial, and she realized that observing her parents, there was an element that was missing in their connections with other people. There was a lack of like community. And so she brought me on and I'm in midlife, obviously, and she brought me on and together, we decided we started looking at the research plus my own personal experience plus the personal experience of so many of my friends a lot of the things that you were just saying and we realized wow so one this is to me is such a shocking stats but it is true one out of three people over 45 are lonely and i connected 
to that so strongly because I remember, especially post-divorce, I didn't know that you had been divorced five, six years ago. So that's same for me, by the way. Um, five, six years ago, I remember feeling such extreme loneliness and I needed to refine, like I needed to grow a new community. I also lost connection to the people that I had before when I was married. There was like a, a shift in perspectives and community and acceptance. And I found myself alone and I found myself that I was struggling through that transition on my own and desperate to connect with other people that been there, done that, or that were at least in the same place that I was. And it was hard to find. (laughs) Well, that's Um, shocking that one, the third of us are feeling lonely. That is crazy because we, again, we know in terms of certainly, you know, think about your heart, humans are made to connect, especially women. Women are Mm -hmm. more social than men. We're made to connect. So if you're listening, you're feeling, oh my God, that is me. It's common humanity. You know, you are not alone in your loneliness, but there are things that you can do. So it's amazing. I didn't know that statistic. That's amazing. It is. And, Sad, but true. and this doesn't just include, it's not like it includes all oh, single people or people who've been through divorce. This includes people who are married as well. Like we also know that you can have someone in your household and still feel extremely lonely and, and alone. And there's a difference between when I just said alone, and I want to point out, there's a difference between, oh, I like being alone and enjoying your alone time and feeling lonely, you know, and loneliness is the one that affects, as you know, and you mentioned is affects the health of your body. I mean, there's so much research on the the negative aspects of what can happen as a human being when you are alone, because we're not meant to be uh, a lonely and not alone so much. Like you're saying alone, but I don't mean alone. Alone can be healthy when you feel good and there's some time alone that's good for you. But loneliness is what can negatively affect, affect your health and for a lot of people. And it also can create a lot of stress, which then adds even more damage to your body. Mm-hmm. So um, we wanted a place where how do we bring people together in midlife? And it can be intergenerational, but our main focus is people in midlife. How do we create an environment where when they're going through a major hard life transition, like divorce or loss of someone that you love or your kids all left the house and you're like, oh, you know, like, who am I now? Um, That how do I connect with other people that been there, done that, or at least are going through the same thing and be in community with them? Because there's power in being able to be in community with people that are going through the same things that you are. And then how do we connect them to people like you, like people that are providing the resources and the coaching so that they can level up and pivot, you know, as many times as you want. Because as you know, like we pivot all the time, you know, like, and then life gets more and more exciting in midlife because we can go so many different directions. Yeah. And it, it's so important that the pivoting piece, well, a couple of things I want to pick on loneliness and being alone are not the same thing. Like my yeah. man has been away for the last 10 days and I miss him, but I'm enjoying the alone time. Time by yourself is really, really important. So what do you, I guess, what exactly is loneliness? If people are listening, like, I'm not sure I'm experiencing that. Can we sort of drill down and highlight what alone loneliness is versus being alone, which is a healthy thing, spending time with yourself. Yeah. When you're feeling alone, or excuse me, when you are alone, 
you're usually grounded and you're enjoying your time. You know that there are people there for you. You know that there are people who you can contact. You know that there's other human beings that can connect with you. You have intimacy, whether it's platonic or romantic, but you have intimate connections with people that are there for you. Good times and hard times. But you're choosing for that time period to enjoy your own company, which is really good for you. Knowing that there's a community of people, whether it's one or 500, that have your back no matter what. You can reach out at any time. But you're choosing to be alone and loving it, right? Like, that's where I'm at right now in my life. And it's like, really amazing. That was not where I was at five years ago. When it's, when you're experiencing loneliness, you don't feel that you have that intimate, safe, secure, non-judged um, connection with another human being that gets you. You feel like there's no one there. It's just you. And you're going through everything that you're going through, what feels really hard, what might be really stressful, what's giving you anxiety. And there's no one that you can connect with. It's just you. And that's a whole different feeling. Um, when you don't feel that you can reach out to someone and have a safe and secure and non-judged conversation and feel heard and feel seen. You know, it just feels like it's me against the world and no one gets me, you know, no one understands me. And it's such a heavy load. It literally just feels like you're being weighted down in your own loneliness and you want to have another human being that could provide a form of emotional regulation for you, safety for you, connection for you. But you don't feel you have that, even if you're living with other people. You could have, you could be feeling like this and not feel connected to them. Yeah, those are really power, powerful points. And again, there is that physiological impact around stress and heart disease and cancer and all of it creates inflammation because you're not having, you're not you know, generating the oxytocin, that connection. And also when we also help other people, we end up feeling really good. And I think the cool thing is that we can have true connections online. I am just amazed whether I'm connecting with you or even the group I was with this morning, people in my Rock Your Midlife community. I am so amazed at the genuine connections that we can have online. And also, you know, there are advantages to online communities. First of all, you can, um, it's super convenient. Right. You just go on your computer and it's easy. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to get outside your comfort. It's convenient. It's comfortable. So if you're like a little bit of an introvert, I mean, I find that I work with a lot of introverts. I'm a, I'm a massive extrovert myself and introverts. It's really hard. They're lonely, but it's so hard to step outside their comfort zone and connect with people. So if you're an introvert or you just, you know, it's hard for you to be in community, it's safer right? You know that you're safe. You can even turn your camera off a little bit initially. You can feel different groups out. It's convenient. And I also like the, the specificity of it. So you can find a community for absolutely probably anything, you know, that you are doing. If you like to plant wildflowers, I'm sure there's like a wildflower community, or if you know, you're a pet lover. For me, last year I was going through breast cancer and there were lots of communities of women who have been like, hey, I've been through this. I'm here to help you through this. I've been in the tiger pit. 
and I'm going to help you climb out. Are you finding that? I'm curious how you facilitate really true soul connections at Teacup. Yeah, so I'll take it back 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. Um, when I had my first child, I I felt alone in the process. I felt or lonely in the process. I felt like it was, I didn't, I wasn't been through this. I didn't have I'm other here people to that going help through you. what it was like to become a brand new mom with your baby. And where I actually found um, lifelong friends, connection, community was online. And this was about 20 years ago. And it was Yahoo groups, you know, at the time. This was like, obviously, before Facebook, before Instagram, like none of those things existed. And I didn't even have a a smartphone, you know, like I didn't even have a a mobile phone. So we're talking like dial up, getting online in in a desktop. And I found people that sounded like they were going through similar experiences as I was. And that's the number one thing we need is, are there other human beings that can relate? We need people who can relate to us because that's what helps us feel seen and feel heard. And so I already had, before Teacup, I had had experienced what it was like to connect online to people. And I'm still friends with them. Some of them I've met, some of them I've never met. But now we get other platforms that we're connected to. Um, We're in Instagram and Facebook and all the other social media platforms. But there's one in particular, Kimberly. Uh, She, you know, we both had one kid at the time. Now she's had multiple kids. You know, I've had four kids, but I can see them growing up. I can see the trips they take. We send each other private messages, you know, and um, we connected back in with the common experience we were having, which was being first time moms at that point. So yeah, there's a lot of power in online communities uh, and, and just the different ways that you can engage. So with Teacup, uh, when we first launched it, so we had a pre-launch and we're about to have another launch, but when we first launched, we started really, really small. And it was with um, people primarily in midlife who were more um, mindful in mindfulness and self-awareness. and immediately we noticed that with that peer-to-peer connection, the community was connecting to each other. And so much so that we even, at the time, we did not have a way to text each other and have like group chats within Teacup. So we built that out using another, or we started using another platform to do that. And we're like, wow, we when even when we're not having audio connection to each other, we need a place where we can be messaging each other and having group chats because that was going off. Like there were so many side conversations happening. And so we at that point decided let's um, pause a little bit on teacup so that we can develop that within the app, within the teacup app. So we're now working behind the scenes to really level it up. It's going to have audio um, we call them tea rooms. So audio tea rooms where we all get together and it, per whatever life transition you're going in. So let's say we'll talk about divorce since we have that in common. So let's say you're going through a divorce. And if you remember when, when you were first going through a divorce, um, at least for me, I'll speak for me. I felt like um, 
I stuck out, you know, amongst all my married friends group. I, I didn't know anybody else that had been divorced. I think I had one friend that I literally was like, hi, you know, because she was going through the same thing. So someone like that, for example. I know you feel like you're at this, the school meeting and you've got like a big D, you know, like a scarlet D. Okay, and like everyone's I'm so like, glad you said that. You know, you go to any of your other communities and it's like you feel, you do, you feel like you're like got two heads or something as if you're the only only person who's ever been through a divorce, you know, meanwhile, a lot of people are thinking like, I'm pretty miserable in my marriage too. I'm always amazed at how many women I know who are miserable and are staying and want to do it. And, but you're right. You feel, don't you, you feel like in your old communities, you suddenly feel like I just do not fit in. You're the bad guy. You know, a lot of times it's like, I used to say, oh my gosh, the fact that you just gave that analogy, because that's exactly what I used to say. I used to say, I feel like I have this big letter on me that says, divorced, you know, amongst like the group of married people. And I felt like an outcast, you know, and I was desperately trying to seek community. So someone like that cannot go into teacup and immediately be connected with other people in midlife who are going through the same thing and you're not sticking out and you're not, you know, the, the odd man, the odd woman out, you know, in, in the group, you are amongst your peers and accepted without judgment and you're seen and you're heard. And then now you can connect with people, you know, such as yourself who can, might be able to like, level up in your midlife experience because every hard transition we go through as hard as it feels at that moment is actually it's like a little jumping platform you can go from there boom you know to like this amazing other place in your life and so we want to help people just catapult out of that process it through but how do you level up from that transition to make it more amazing than it was before you know, where you're almost thankful for that life transition because it got you to this amazing place. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important too to to um have these communities because so often we feel so much shame. Yeah. Like I was kind of shame around my divorce didn't work. And shame is this really toxic emotion of I'm bad. There's something wrong with mm-hmm. me. Or even, you know, when I was going through breast cancer because I'm a health and wellness coach and I'm so healthy and I do everything right. And all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? But meeting other women who were in the health field who were super healthy that was happening too. So it is, it's so important. And I love this idea of both seeing like people who are going through the same thing. So you don't feel alone. You don't have to feel ashamed. You don't have that scarlet, you know, D. Um, leveling up. So you're like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm getting through divorce. And so then what's the next thing for me? Like, am I needing to move out or am I needing to, you know, negotiate with my ex around how we're taking care of the kids or am I getting back into the dating pool again? So it's leveling up. And then I think there's this really powerful piece of helping others with what you learned. You know, when we see the lessons that we learn, we're like, oh yeah, this was a big red light, like stopped me in my tracks. I got some help. I grew. And now I've got this green light to go and support other people. So I'm curious, is, do you have that with people who are leveled up and sort of now are becoming like mentors for the other people who are just sort of like entering this difficult space? Oh my gosh. I have a huge smile on my face. I'm so, you didn't even know this because, <laughs> um, so the, 
as I was saying, we're, we're leveling up Teacup as well from our learning from our pre-launch. One of the things that we are launching is the ability, we're going to have a question of the day based on your life situation that you're going to. So again, let's say it's divorce. There's going to be a question of the day. So maybe the question is, how did you decide, um, how did you decide when it was time to move out of the main home? Or let's say is how did you get back on your feet financially? Everyone in that community will be able to record their answer. So they'll record their answer to give what worked for them. And then now you'll have lots and lots of different feedback on how others were able to do it, because that's the beauty of that community. It's going to have people or it has people that they're just, you know, decided to get a divorce to the person who's now, you know, such as ourselves, five, six years out, happy, been there, done that, living their best lives within that same community. So there will, there's definitely that component of, I can help someone who been there. I know exactly what that feels like. I know exactly what it's like to try and make that decision. And I can just tell you and share my experience of what worked for me. And then the person listening can choose which one feels good to them of all the answers that they're receiving, which one's like, Oh, I think that one gives me hope. That one sounds really good for me. Let me maybe try that and see. And then you can go and have audio, you know, you can have conversations or message that same person, like you, you will definitely have the ability to be able to get peer support from other people. Cause that, like you mentioned, is so important to get from other humans. Well, particularly if we want to move on, you know, if we're feeling really stuck. And I think that's something at midlife that we feel really stuck and our brains and our ability to step outside our comfort zone and do new things, I think diminishes at midlife unless we really push ourselves. So having that kind of peer support, seeing other people going through it, cheering each other on is, is super, super powerful. So I'm curious if you have any specific tips. If somebody's listening and they're going, I'm looking for a community, maybe it's teacup, maybe it's something else. Maybe Maybe it's face-to-face, maybe it's online. Do you have specific ideas for someone who's listening, who is like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure how to even start. I've kind of been, in, I'm still a little bit in the uh, the pandemic bubble, right? I haven't, and I think all of us, we were like so isolated. And then we're all of a sudden things are going back to kind of this new normal and people are looking to connect. Do you have specific tips for someone who is listening and thinking, gosh, where do I even start with finding a community that is a good fit for me? Yeah. So I, I believe it starts first with your mindset. So it starts first with you believing with you believing with the, that there is the ability to find some, a group of people who can connect with you and that you can connect with them like they're and they're out there and just really honing that in for yourself. They're out there and I'm going to be able to find them. Number two is what are you seeking? So what is it that, how do you want to feel when you are in that community? Connect with that because then when you try out all these other communities, you'll be able to ask yourself, am I feeling the way that I wanted to feel when I'm with that group of people? Because it's okay sometimes to try a community and leave that community because it's not the one for you. So connect with how you want to feel within that community. 
So for me, I want I, safety. I wanted to feel safe. I wanted to feel understood. I wanted to feel seen. I wanted to be feel heard, which is a lot of, of just our human needs, right? But really just connect with that for yourself. Now that you have that, you're going to go out and venture out to what that might look like. So if you are introverted, which I am, you know, a lot of people don't believe so because they're like, what? I'm like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> so I if would you never, are- never in a million years. <laughs> No, everyone's so sad. But that's why 20 years ago I was on an online community. But um when when you realize, okay, what what's my dynamic? Am I extroverted? Okay, then maybe I'm gonna go seek out um, you know, I'm gonna go to meetup groups or I'm gonna get on um Google and see what do I like to do, what do I want to do, what do I want to try and explore? Get on Google and look for maybe it's cooking, what cooking classes are out there, because you need other human beings to be connecting with physically and visually and in person. If you're someone who's introverted, then you're gonna seek, I would recommend seeking first an online community. And again, that might be also Googling and seeking Google um, online cooking community. And you're just going to start joining. You can always leave communities just because you joined it and you gave them your email. You can always delete all of that. You can always leave them. You're just going to get tastes. You're going to taste them out and see what it feels like to you. And maybe it feels good to you to lurk a little bit, you know, just kind of be there, see what the vibe is and check it out. And if it starts to feel good to you and you start to feel like, you know, these sound like my people, like I'm able to hear myself in this group. And not just that, you don't want to find a community where that's all you're hearing. That's important is to people hear people that sound like you within that community. They're experiencing similar things. But as we mentioned previously, you need to also be around other people that got past, they got past mm. that as well. You know, like it should be a mix of that. Um, because you're trying to go upwards, you know, not stay where you're where you're at. You're trying to be seen where you're at. And then how do how do I move? from there. And so if it starts to feel good to you, then that's the one you're going to pour a little bit more into. And you know, and you're willing to be a little bit more vulnerable. Once you feel that that's okay to be, you'll be more vulnerable with them. Vulnerability helps us connect with other people. And then the one, the other communities that didn't feel right to you, you leave them. You're like, you know what? I'm going to delete my account and delete my email. It's okay. You know, um, or maybe you won't go to that class anymore. Try that out. It's okay. But you have to be willing to experiment by trying out different communities and, and trust. And you will guarantee you will know what feels good to you. I trust yourself to know what feels good to you. Yeah, powerful things. I think the first thing, like they are out there. Like if you have the sense that there's nobody in the world that I can connect with who I would like to be in community with, of course, you're not going to find them. So start with that idea. They're out there. And also I love the, I think it's roomy. You know, what you're seeking is seeking you. This idea that, you know what, you're here for a reason. I think at midlife, so many people are looking for a passion and purpose and being part of a community, whether it's online or face-to-face is a beautiful way to be able to help others and get the help you need. Um, Google it. Yeah, of course, like everything is on Google. I always tell people they'll be careful because things are you know sponsored up above. So you have to sometimes Google down yes. a few pages to find or have more specificity around it. 
know that you can always leave. So I love this idea of experimenting, being curious, join a bunch of groups. I would say don't join too many. Do you have a sense of like, my sense is maybe like four or five, maybe six tops to sort of play around with, depending on the specificity, and then find the one or two that really resonate with you. Do you have a sense of like how many to sort of start off Same. with? Three to five max, three to five yep. max. And then, cause again, you're just, you're going to step in. And if you need to, you're going to step out. Um, but you don't need to join a bunch. I can get really overwhelming. So you're just testing out a handful of them. Yeah. And also, um, this idea of listening to your gut and your heart. We're so often, we're just looking to our head thinking, you know, intellectually, this seems like a good fit, but when you're in that community, how do you feel? Are you able yeah. to show up as yourself? Are you able to share, as you said, are you able to be vulnerable? Like I love my Rock Your Midlife community because all of these women are being super vulnerable. And the other meeting I was in this morning, which is this, this group I'm on this um, true style journey with, we're all being vulnerable. We're all like, it's a little, we're all working on our style and it's hard to kind of come out and be the butterfly and saying, this is what I, who I am. This is what I look like. This is how I want to dress. So there's that, you know, are you feeling good in your skin when you're in this group or are you feeling like you have to put on a mask? And I think that, you know, a lot of us have this imposter syndrome. We hear a lot about it, but imposter syndrome comes because it goes back to what I was saying earlier today about not being authentic. When you are being your true self, you feel confident, you feel good in your skin because you're not wearing a mask. No one can tell you you're doing it wrong. No one can be the youest you. So when you feel you're in a group where you can totally show up and be yourself. That's awesome. I find, and I want to talk a little bit about this is um, one of the issues that I'm having in having community and I'm trying to like work through it is ageism because sometimes I will go in a community um, and I'm the oldest person in the room. It's hard to say. I will say it here. I'm the big six. I am 60 and I feel super young and super vibrant, but I'm the only person with gray hair right? I'm often the only person over 40, 50, let alone 60, particularly like if I go to a yoga class or I might take a, you know, a certain dance course or do something. And I find that. And so how do we combat that? Because I think it's, that's, I think we're all on this mission too, to combat ageism. It's one of those isms we don't talk enough about so that, you know, if I'm in a community that really isn't about age, you know, maybe I'm in a community of people who like, you know, photography or nature walks that I don't feel the ageism piece. Do you have some thoughts about you know, how we can feel comfortable at midlife in communities where we might be the oldest person in the room. Yes. So, um, well, first of all, just as you just mentioned, you might have more, you might decide to be within more than one community. And so um, you might be in a community where you're all hiking and you're in a hiking community. Um, and then you're in another community where you're enjoying cooking um, and you're all doing cooking together. Now, the beauty of teacup is obviously that we are focused on midlife and and we are come we're combating ageism with that to to show people like we also have a podcast to show people that midlife is Amazing. You know, it's actually midlife and beyond is a really cool place to be. And, and so part of us is or part of what we're doing is showing that in the world in a world that, as you know, 
um, doesn't make you think that, you know, it's very much against anti-aging and fear of aging and that life just gets boring and bad. And, you know, when you, when you get older, when is as, you know, when people realize it's actually the complete opposite, it just gets better and better, or it can get better and better. And that's a lot obviously to do with mindset. So with teacup, we're not Within teacup, we don't have that issue with ageism because this is the segment that we work around. It is midlife and beyond. But I'm personally part of a um, spiritual community where I'm I'm the oldest in the group. And, you know, it's like as young as 20, I think 21, 23. And we're actually all going away this weekend to for a getaway. We we rent out a house, Airbnb. It's not a retreat or anything. It's just a group of us. We rent out a house, Airbnb, and we put what feels like a retreat together for ourselves. You know, we'll cook dinner. We have breath work and meditation and all of these things. And I am definitely the oldest in the group by, I think, a few years. Um, at first I will say, I definitely, I was like, wow, okay. I, I am the oldest in the crew. And then what I realized was if I embrace my being just who I am and, and live how I live, and it just so happens to be that I am 48, but they're, you know, they follow me on social media. We follow each other on social media and they're seeing the way that I live then what I'm showing to them is, hey, just so you know, pretty good on the other side of like, you know, of, of midlife. It's actually a whole lot more fun. And that's what I found. I actually, some of the younger women in their 20s, and I think one of them was 30 and the other one was 25. They sent me messages and they said, you're living how I didn't think was possible. They're like, everybody told me that after you have kids, you can't do this. And after you're this age that, you know, this is going to change, but I'm watching you living how you're living. And I'm like, doesn't seem to be true. I'm like, no, it's not true. Like uh, you actually can live amazing. So I've embraced that part of it. I've realized if I'm just not shy about my age at all and not shy about the fact that, yeah, I'm the oldest in the group and actually own that. And as I'm living my best life, I'm getting to show them that as you get older, it's actually really amazing. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think it is so interesting that there is this ageism because it's the same, whether it's racism, ageism, sexism. I mean, we are all eternal beings to have a divinity within us. We're all equal. And I think that that's, that's part of my, my desire. What I do is because I want to show people, yeah, you can surf, right? You can yeah. live your best life, traveling, surfing, wearing bright colors, looking sexy, falling in love, whatever it is. There's no age around those kinds of things. You can do whatever you want. So I love that you are showing up boldly. Um, Quick question too. I'm curious, why did you name Teacup Teacup? I love that name. And it's so interesting that it wasn't taken. What, why Teacup? So uh, Serena, as I mentioned, Serena Deng, she's the founder and she's Chinese. And in China, they have tea houses where community comes and gathers and they share tea together and they have rituals together and they have engaging conversations together. It's kind of like, when you think about um, 
um, our coffee houses, even though our coffee houses nowadays are not like that, our coffee houses, you know, here you go in and everybody's on their laptop and nobody's really talking to each other. Um, but in China, when you go into the tea houses, this is where you go to connect with your community through the ritual of sharing tea together. And so that's where the name came from is teacup. Cause you know, when you think about having tea with somebody, you know, it's, it's, or a coffee. But when you think about just sharing a warm cup of something, you know, with someone and you're having a intimate and connected conversation with them, that's the essence of what teacup is. Beautiful. One last question. Um, Giselle, what are you doing to rock your midlife? Oh my gosh. I'm loving my midlife, which earlier before we started recording, I remember you said, you know, I'm 60, but I don't like, I feel, I don't feel like what 60 is. Like I feel amazing. Um, that's what I'm finding the same way. Like if I had looked back when I was 20 and thought of somebody that was 48, I would have been like, Oh, you know, like, like that's, you know, they're older and not much must be happening in their lives. And it's, uh, it's turned out to be complete opposite. I'm actually living a much more amazing life than I was in my twenties. I would not want to go back to that. I'd want to be exactly where I am right now. So what I'm doing to rock my midlife is um, solo traveling has been a very spiritually elevating, um, amazing part of something that I'm doing now at midlife that I hadn't done before, where I am on my own traveling to, you know, a country that I'd never been to and just figuring it out once I got there. I literally only booked the flight and the place I'm staying. And I plan nothing else. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I'll figure it out when I'm there. Um, and then the other part- well, Where have is, you I been think, to? Where have you traveled? So um, recently just got back from Costa Rica. So oh, your right. new home country. Um, and that, I, I didn't know a single soul. I literally just booked the flight. I booked the place. I knew that I wanted to surf. And so I booked a near beach that I could walk to and surf. Nothing else was planned. And I literally was like, what do I feel like doing? Every day that I woke up, it's like, what do I feel like doing? And I did exactly that. Um, I didn't even know that you had to arrange for a shuttle before. I, I was three hours away and I um, didn't realize you had to book it in advance. I just kind of thought you step out and shuttles would be there. Yeah. That, that wasn't the case, by the way. If you're going to Costa Rica, plan your shadow in advance. Um, but because I know everything works out for me, and that's my mindset, everything always works out for me. Um, when I realized I was supposed to have a shadow and I didn't have one, I just, you know, I could have gone to, oh my gosh, I'm stuck here and I need to figure out how to go stay overnight. But I didn't. Instead, I shift my mindset to a shadow is going to find its way to me. It's going to be just fine. And with, literally within 20 minutes, um, a Tico that was there find, found me a shadow. He's like, oh, I'll find you a shadow that can go. And I was on a shuttle within 20 minutes from landing. Um, but anyway, so Ed, the other thing that I'm doing to rock my midlife besides solo traveling is surfing, which I got into a year ago. And uh, it's just, it's, you know, it, now I plan my vacations around surfing. So one of the next adventures I'll take is I might be going to Southern France on my own. I heard that that's really good surfing. Nicaragua, I heard it's really good surfing. But basically, I have this amazing hobby that I can take with me wherever there's a place to surf. And it's been just, it's so exciting. I'm so glad that I got into it. 
Uh, you've inspired me. I mean, I saw people surfing. And I thought that looks okay. I could do that. It's like, it feels like you just get up and you, you're kind of into warrior, uh, warrior pose, you know, warrior two, yeah. and just like get up there and do it. I've got good balance. No, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm going to definitely check that out. Well, you have just been such a breath of fresh air shared so much people can find if they want to know more about teacup i know it's um you can go to teacup online where what's the best way for people to find your platform yeah so on all of our social media platforms we're teacup community uh, mostly on instagram also on facebook but it's teacup community and then if you want to sign up for early access which i highly encourage anyone to just be you're going to get when we pre-launch again or when we launch again, you're going to get in first and then we'll have our major launch. So um, you'll get comfortable, settled into the community with it, it, the first ones. So go to teacupinc.com and sign up for early access. It's just your email and that gets you in. You also receive our guide for calm and happiness. And we'll have a virtual celebration for everybody that's doing the early access right before we launch. So it's going to be really fun. All right, teacupinc.com. And I know that you're on Instagram. At, I think it's Teacup Community um, mm -hmm. as well. Super fun to follow. I'm looking to get more engaged with your community. It's, it just seems like so much great information. And if you want to reach out to me, it's themidlifewhisperer.com. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. If you're enjoying today's show, please leave me a review. It helps other people find the show. Let me know the kind of guests you want to hear. If you know of a great guest, reach out and let me know. I would love to hear from you. And I am so thrilled that you've been part of my community today and have heard uh, Giselle, who has just been so amazing, talking about how we can all be in community. So have such a great week. You're listening to Rock Your Midlife. I'm Dr. Ellen, and I'll catch you next week. Thanks again. Midlife can be challenging. You may be sandwiched between growing kids and aging parents, dealing with menopause or a health issue, and trying to find work-life balance. Or maybe your life looks good on the outside, but inside you're feeling stuck and wondering how to get your confidence, energy, and joy back. Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I hear you and I've got you. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist, registered dietitian, nutritionist, board-certified health and wellness coach, and mindful self-compassion teacher. I'm also an author and podcast host with over 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. I provide inspiration and wisdom to help you transform your health, your mindset, your relationships, and your life so you can rock midlife. 